0: This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. What we do here is go back, 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 back.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It's the MVSP with Brandon and Joe. I'm Joe Brandon sitting right across from me. Got a very good show for you today. Ferris State Sports Report, uh, Men's College Basketball National Final was yesterday. Women's National Championship was on Sunday as well. And we got a a little bit more news in the sports world as well. But first, Brandon, what else we got going today? First of all, if you
2: recognize that tune, shout out to Mikes and Takes, our fellow sports podcasters. That is from their show. But I mean, we got a ton of stuff going on, a lot of fair sports over the weekend to cover, a lot of great results as well that are very worthy of being covered. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's talking about that national championship game. We'll give you all the analysis and more on today's show. But we have a very, very special interview for you guys. Joe, who's it with?
1: Yes, we do. Uh, We got with Jordan Jones, D-lineman of the Ferris State football team. Super excited. Uh, Brandon, let's swing it on over to the interview.
2: Now we are joined in studio with Jordan Jones, Jr., defensive lineman on the Ferris State football team. Jordan, welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Both of you guys,
0: you got a nice nice people, man. Thanks for having me. No
1: problem. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. So first question. Uh, I guess the question on everybody's mind for COVID, what's it been like so far with the school year, with class and all that? And then especially with practice, kind of what's been changing with that and then kind of building relationships with the new guys too? Okay, so with COVID in school, man, all my all my classes have kind of been online.
0: So I haven't I haven't been on campus for a class all year like since (laughs) for two semesters pretty much i'm never on campus yeah only time i come on campus is for like football activities which which makes sense you know because they keep us like in a box pretty much they keep us they keep us separated they Mm -hmm. did a good job at doing that so it's been good and as far as like relationships go you know I, i got my main guys You know, my main guys, you know, they they stick, you know, we all talk to each other every day, but in terms of like forming relationships with like the freshmen and stuff, it's been kind of tough cuz uh you know first well these first semester I didn't really see him all the time but mm-hmm. now I'm seeing him a lot more yeah so those relationships are growing for sure yeah, yeah for sure see.
2: I mean the number one thing that we've seen especially over over the last year is the gear guys recruiting class just has been explosive I mean coach Nice and that coaching staff have done a great job bringing guys in what are you looking forward to a lot meeting a lot of these new guys and being able to, to play with them and mentor them
0: uh, mean I just can't wait to see if they can really play for real cuz you know, the the level changes is real. I was actually talking about this with my roommate yesterday. Like, I was watching some high school film with some of my old teammates, and I was just like, wow, man, like, coming from high school to d Even though it's D2, man, it's really good football here. Sure, and sure. Coach needs he does get really good players that want to play for him, and he just want he wants the best out of all of us. Uh, that's for sure. And the recruiting class uh they'll be good, they'll be good, mm-hmm. they'll be good,
1: uh, they'll be ready, yeah, I mean, I think it was ranked like what uh, in like better than a hundred fifty like d one school there's someone's recruiting no class, and he's oh, it's he, up he, in, there yeah, I, I mean, think it was the best d two recruiting class out of out of the whole nation too yeah so. yeah t a steals d one guys all the time all yeah. the time <laughs> he just i don't know how he does it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he Stealing does it, but him. he does it. He steals them. Yes. And speaking of, just how did the recruiting process for you go with him, kind of like reaching out and being able to build that rapport with him? Uh, man, I, I'm not even supposed to be here, if
0: I'm being <laughs> honest. I, I thought I was a basketball player, man. And uh, really? TA was recruiting uh, one of my teammates in high school for play football here. And he came to a basketball game, you know, and he saw me play basketball. And he was like, man, I want that kid. And then next thing you know, I'm on a football field playing D. lot at, at Fair State. So <laughs> that's pretty much how that, yeah, crazy uh, how that works. It's cr- so crazy how that works, man. So crazy, but that's how that's how many pretty much T. A. got me, man. And, and T. A. has been a blessing, man. Really good guy, really good coach. Cares for every kid. Like yeah, he cares for every kid, which is really probably the best thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been here such a long time. He's mentored so many people. It's it's really great to see the success you guys have had. But um, I know you guys have gotten back on back on the field for the first time, and seems like it's been a long time. I know we are just time. talking about off air, but I mean, how how great does it feel back to be on the turf again and going with practice, hearing coaches whistles and running around?
0: Uh, I just you know the competition part. You know, you just like competing. You know, we we do practice. You know, we have practice. We have like individual periods. Uh, tackling circuits, turnover circuits, but the best part is just when we do a team circuit, like a team mm-hmm. team period, and it's just competing, and that's the best. That's for sure the best part about being on the, on the field again, just yeah. competing.
1: And I mean, Ferris is known uh, has been known for like having some of the best defenses in the Gleeck, best defense in the country. What is kind of like the average practice look like to get the defense to that caliber and be able to, like, like you said, the competition, but able to kind of be able to strive above the rest of the competition. Yeah,
0: so here at Ferris, we have a thing called Embrace the Suck. You know? know? Oh, yeah. So we got other teams in our conference like uh, GV and Saginaw. They all got these indoors, you know, indoor stadiums, nice way rooms, man. And just here at Ferris, we don't really got all the nice stuff. So, you know, we we just, yeah, we embrace that. We're like, man, get us some more stuff. So we just go out there grimy and, you know, Get to work every day, every day have fun, get to work, play hard, hit the weight room hard, hit the field hard. And that's how, yeah, that's how we get it done. That's how we have a really good defense. And since I've been here, man, we've lost three games yeah. all in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, we will wipe the regular season. Deep in the playoffs, and you know we fall short. Even though we fall short, we do play really good. Yeah, but you know it happens.
2: Yeah, yeah I know. Like we, I mean, just looking here, December fourteenth, the last the last game you guys mm-hmm. played against West Florida. I don't mean to bring up any bad mm-hmm. memories or whatever. Yeah. There was one of those losses, and I yeah. know me and Joe were talking about one of the one of the more dreadful losses. Because I mean, I know you guys know if you would have got past them, you would have been in great position for a oh, win a man. ring. But I, I, we're, not, we're not here to bring sorrows <laughs> yeah, here. I, I won't bring that up, but I mean, we you guys also had other wins against Central Missouri and Northwest Missouri State, too. But just like seeing where you guys were at last year and you guys got conditioning back together, you're looking at um, probably having some sort of a, a spring competition, spring game probably coming up here soon and then the season in the fall. Uh, what, are you, what are you guys looking forward to to get better at and um, get, make that another run here in
0: 2021? Uh, personally, it Yeah, yeah. So, spring game. Spring game's coming soon. That's going to be great. Uh, But for just preparing for fall season, I mean, everybody's been having a real good spring right now. What really matters for the fall is how people attack the summer. Mm -hmm. So, summer workouts, you know, summer – yeah pretty much just summer workouts Mm -hmm. you know how they are they still you know training keeping their bodies in shape yeah yeah so that's how we really prepare for the fall and then once we get back for the fall man they they put it on us man they give us you know them practices all day meetings fall uh, fall camp so you know we really can't wait for that and that's gonna push us forward into the 2021 season Yeah.
1: what's that like then for summer cause like I've Can you come back here? Like, do you have workouts here? Do you kind of have to find that yourself? Yeah, no,
0: you can. We, about a good amount of kids stay up here. The start of the summer was probably around like 20. So, probably May to June is about 20. And then June, July, that number just keeps going up. uh, About the kids returning back, kids not wanting to be home. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody wants, to. personally, me, I don't want to go home for too long because I ain't nothing to do. It's tough to do at home, but you know just a new I like being up here in Big Rapids over the summer you know they keep us in check you know they can get us a job uh you know, keep us in the weight room, keep us running. So it's it's all good up here in the summer. Yeah, us. I
2: mean, speaking of weight room, I mean, we got a we got a new strength and conditioning head, honcho with um, uh, yeah. Andrew Feed now, moving on from um, beloved Hammer. We'll miss him, and we know he's yeah. got a great opportunity. But I mean, I've seen you guys in the weight room getting getting work done on multiple occasions, and uh, while I've been in there, and um, like, what's it been like changing a little bit of the the schemes up as far as weightlifting goes, and how do you think that's gonna help you guys without the season?
0: Oh uh, yeah, Thedy's Thedy's been great. Uh, you know, just new things like new mm-hmm. workouts and stuff. Like I've never done stuff with him. I mean, with like from the last strength coach to this strength coach, just just new things. You know, mm-hmm. new knowledge. You know, new ways of working out. Uh, yeah, he's turning everybody into a beast, man. He mm-hmm. going that weight room. I lift every morning, seven a.m. Man, and those guys are ready to go. They're happy to go in the weight room because mm-hmm. they know he's gonna he's gonna make it hard on us and he's gonna get us better. So that's been nice. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Thede. Yep, shout these. him
1: out. And especially you said, like, Ferris doesn't always have, like, the best, like, weight room and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we don't have kind of, like, those facilities that match a lot of the teams in the Gleak and mm-hmm. a lot of the other D2 schools. The Center of Athletic Performance is going to be building up soon. I don't know if it's going to be able to finish by the time you finish your tenure here, but what are you excited for kind of the other players that are going to be able to experience that? Do you think it's kind of going to accelerate the excellence of Ferris State football? Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially if TA's still here. Because uh,
0: <laughs> he he can, he, can, he can leave Ferris today and gonna be a D1 club. Coach at a, and be great at it, but if, if uh, they get that they get that athletic performance center done, and man, the sky's the limit for Ferris. Man, you can see like national championship after national championship, especially the way just you know our coaching staff is. We have the best coaching staff: Coach Anise, Coach Hodge, uh, Coach Smith. Those guys, those guys love the players, love the kids. So once they get that up, and they can show kids like, yo, we didn't even have all this, you know, this. Um, performance stuff but we have it now and we want to we want y'all to use this and take full heat and go with it oh man Ferris is gonna be GV ain't gonna ever beat us ever again Um, man yeah
1: especially with just like the the performance that you guys have now and then adding that to it I think it's gonna flip a lot more kids from D1 to Uh, Ferris man tell me about it man Ferris Ferris, like I don't know
0: how we do it here man like (laughs) people love to play football and and like some, like even like in the wintertime, right? Dudes want to like run around, catch routes, and you know they just can't do that. They want to, you know, push a sled. You can't do that because we don't have all that stuff. But now yeah. if they have that, and the sky's the limit for kids that really want to play football here, because you know we we probably send like two, three pros to the league every year mm-hmm. so that number is going to grow once that performance center gets here for sure
2: Yeah, I, mean, we're, I know I'm super excited and I know personally that I'll probably be able to use it I knock on one under the table but <laughs> uh, I mean yeah I mean even coach coaches are gonna, might be using the weight room I've seen i seen some of the coaches oh, yeah. get in there and, they get and grind in. some mornings man oh, yeah. it's fun to see them in there too but uh, I mean you're talking about the culture I mean I know like personally me and Joe being around here we've been, we've been um, exposed to Ferris football for, oh, for a while while now, and I know I'm from from Reed City. Football is a center town of the of the culture. It's really it's really a big thing in the town. And I mean, coming from um, Divine Child, like did you experience that same thing with football? Like the, the mass the mass exposure, especially on a local level as far as town wise, can then coming up to Ferris State, and you're like. Whoa, football. Football's everything here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
0: like I, I was saying earlier, like, about my like little recruiting process. When I was in high school, man, I thought I was playing basketball mm-hmm. for like the first two, three years. Like, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, yeah. And then... And then I, I just TA offered me a scholarship summer going into my senior year, and the next thing you know, I was a football player. Mm-hmm. So in high school, like football, football, it was big. All right, we had a good yeah. school. We went to the Final Four, lost to Orchard Lake, got square rooted, felt terrible. Ah, felt but terrible. uh, Bummer. but uh, yeah, football, football, back in my hometown, where where, where I went to high school. It was, it was a staple, but it wasn't too big. It was more about education mm-hmm. at yeah. my high school, Catholic high school. Really good high school, though, for academics. Smart mm-hmm. people all around the school, man. I was walking around hallways, dudes talking about I got 36 on my ACT, oh, man. I was like, no. No right? <laughs> oh no nice. God. Like a lot of those kids, 30 yeah. to 36 areas, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and
1: you said with basketball, would you kind of – I mean, I guess like encouraging uh, students who want to make it into college—is it good to kind of get into multiple sports oh, in yeah. high school oh, yeah. and oh, being yeah. able to kind of diversify?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was just one sport. I tried track. You know, I'm a big guy. I don't know. Why I even tried that. <laughs> it was terrible. But uh, yeah, play for sure. Play more sports. Uh, you know, that's it helps with the athleticism. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, I use my, you know, basketball skills from when I was younger t- on the football field, like, to this day, just, like, my yeah. quickness. Like, I, like, crossover sometimes. Like, I do, like, a crossover <laughs> against the old line sometimes. It's funny. Spin moves, stuff like that. Like, a little knowledge. Uh, but, yeah, you know, multi-sport athletes, those are probably the ones that excel more, yeah. you know, in the future. Just because, you know, they, they're used to all types of different movements. You know, every sport doesn't have the same movement, yeah. so...
2: Yeah. For sure I absolutely agree with that man. Oh uh, final question, every every athlete ring on, we ask this question, all the fans look forward to it. What is your favorite thing about being a Fair State Bulldog and being here in McGrappids?
0: Oh man, uh best thing about being a Fair State Bulldog.
2: Then it's a tough question. I mean it's there's a lot of different things we've heard. Oh uh
0: best thing about being a Fair State Bulldog. Yeah, I, I, I like, I like, uh, so from being from the east side of the state, you know, especially like a city area, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of like, I just like it here, you know, it's not too many people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you've you been a little bit more able to free roam, you know, not get in trouble, you know, just stay out of things. Uh, yeah, the best thing about Ferris State is for sure the football program.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we have the best football program in the country, and I believe we would wipe everybody when we come into the next season, 2021.
1: Of the confidence, uh, I yeah. love it. Love the confidence. We're gonna wipe everybody.
2: Bring down, bring down Central. Say hey, what's up? We're going, we're going win that.
0: We're going to win the national championship. I'm calling it. All right, we'll we it. look forward to it. We're yeah. hoping that that stays true. Here we go. Yeah, Coach is oh. gonna get us right. defense is gonna be right. offense gonna be right. Special teams. you yeah. yeah. awesome. That's it's so gonna...
2: exciting. April 6, 2021 one, nine fifty a.m. You heard it here first, from Jordan <laughs> Jones. <Johnson. laughs> <laughs> Jordan, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Welcome. We appreciate it, man. I know you guys got to get to practice, so we're looking forward and having a good one. So for sure. Thanks for coming Appreciate on. Appreciate you, Thanks boys, on, man. Dude.
1: Once again, huge thanks to Jordan. I know the football team's getting ready to get back in action, upcoming in the fall. Super happy for them. Can't wait to see our Bulldogs back in action up on top Tiger Field. Always going to be fun, and I can't wait for the for like the good times, there, Brandon, Because I mean, it's been a while since we've been able to have football on campus.
2: I miss football. I really do. I mean, obviously, the NFL was a couple months ago, and we had the Super Bowl. Yeah. But
1: it's a little bit, di- it's different though. Like now that we're in college and stuff like that's part of the college experience. Like, campus and, is different yeah, without missing Bulldog you know, football. Yeah, it really missing is. You know, it's like I don't know. It just, it just doesn't feel the same, but nonetheless, always excited for it. But speaking of fair State, we got the fair State Sports Report. Going to start off with golf. They are on day two, or men's is on day two of the Cav classes, Classic. Excuse me, I can't talk today. And women's is on day two of the NC4K Classic, both in Ohio. But Brandon, men's have been tearing up day one. Uh, they, I, were they tied for first, or they just got first, first place on day one? They
2: are holding the day one lead in first place, which also... A-O. That's a job round well done, applause. right there. I, like I mean, obviously, you want to finish the job in round two, but they're showing that this this is a legitimate team, and this squad is really doing some great work. I know we talked to Tom and um, Dan on the show. You can check that out in the feed. Great talking with them about the season coming up, and I mean, they've they've had they've made a lot of great mm-hmm. adjustments as far as going from simulator all year now to getting outside, and they're really playing some great golf. I mean. We shooting a 282 on a first round. I mean, that's, that's, those are some pretty solid score lines. I mean, not too shabby. it, It is, it is just in a crazy spot. I mean, Thomas Hersey and Josh Jeffords, a guy we haven't mentioned a lot on the show, he's made their, his way up into a tie in first place right now. I believe they're both three down. Um, I mean, this it was pretty. It's pretty crazy. I mean, after the two rounds, I th- I believe that Thomas shot a 71 and a 70, and then um, Josh shot a 69 and then a 72. So they're right now tied at th- mm-hmm. three under par for the first two rounds. Yeah. Um, Nathan Kranick in eighth with a um with 74 and 70 rounds. Adam Masdry with a combined 147, and Zach Gildner with a 149. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they believe they're teeing off at and it'll be a little bit past from now when this episode comes out at 9 a.m on this lovely Tuesday morning so we'll, we'll definitely be watching that and we'll let you know but where you can find out where the results are
1: on our Twitter and Instagram That's at the NBS. always uh, just a shameless plug you know you know shameless plug always be plugging but like Thomas and Josh they've been doing pretty solid I think they're tie a four-way tie for first right now uh, Brandon Jags from Walsh and then uh, Jared Lyons from Saginaw I think Jared's like the number one ranked he's uh, out there yeah golf from the GLIAC if not I think there's some guy from Grand Valley too that's up there but like I think it's Thomas him and then another guy that's like kind of battling out for the best in the GLIAC right now but nonetheless like super happy to see that especially like like you said I mean we talked to them they were a little bit not skeptical I would say but they were just kind of like antsy to get out on the course and what the transition was going to be like but they've just been doing really solid and I think that's a good thing too is like they've been able to not only have the simulator but with the With the Shank Center, they have the putting green downstairs and they have kind of a whole... It's a a really state-of-the-art, can rival a lot of D1 uh, programs like facilities too. So always nice to have that. But over to the women's side now, uh, Blacklick, Ohio for the NC4K Classic. I believe they're tied ninth right now with a team score of 328 in round one. Do have... uh, Round two to go to today, just like the men's. But nonetheless, uh, very happy. Uh, they're in the they're in a really good spot right now. They got a northern. Uh, they got a couple people in their grasp right now for for strokes. Just kind of get the job done, really.
2: Yeah, and one thing we've we've known about golf, and that really anybody that's watched golf um, at a very competitive level, whoever's going to be leading after the first day, isn't always going to win the whole tournament so there's plenty of room especially to improve i mean there's a lot of people up on the board like Alana Eldred is leading us right now individually she's 17th in the field and when shooting a 78 but she's in grasping distance of top five just because yeah. that's how that's how it is a good, it's a, it's a good a, round. It's
1: a four stroke yeah she only, they only have a five stroke lead that's that's two bad holes. Yeah. That's one bad hole and a couple pars.
2: Yeah, for yeah, for the leaders, like literally if you have a couple a couple accidental shots that have to leave the layups, I mean that's two strokes right there. And especially at the beginning of a round that's gonna that's gonna fluctuate and then it's gonna even it's gonna snowball basically Mm -hmm. to lower we've seen like players that get a really hot four or five under round um, especially on the guy side and then they just have they just have an average day on on, on round two and then day two they're they're gonna be sitting in fifth or sixth place when the tournament ends so there's plenty of room for improvement I believe we are ninth in the field um, which isn't which isn't completely out of it and we made a really nice comeback um, I believe it was um, in the second tournament of the year Kentucky as well we I believe we were Hanging around seven, eight, nine, and we jumped our way up to five on the women's side by the end of the, at the second round. So we've mm-hmm. been shooting improving scores in the second round. So we hope to see that. Danielle um, Staskowski uh, shot an eighty on her first round. She got th- she is sitting right now in thirty first. Mackenzie Dale with an eighty one. Abby Greville with an eighty nine, and Elena Del Rose with a ninety three. And I mean that's a tough course. I mean five thousand nine hundred yards um, total. That I mean that's a that's a pretty far course yeah, there. Yeah, you have County to, you
1: have a couple times uh, to really get it in play but nonetheless uh, you know two really good spots men's in first place women's in ninth place both can kind of keep where they're at women's especially can make that jump like we have so always going to be excited Brandon we're going to be keeping you guys updated on our Instagram and Twitter so always check it out at Foul the MBSP us. Yeah. I think that's my first shameless plug Yeah, on the pod I'm proud of you Thanks. I'm You're proud Robert. of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you, brother.
2: <laughs> anyway, moving on over to volleyball. The regular season has come to. I, it's crazy. It's come to an end already. Oh yeah, it's. it's it been seems like just
1: yesterday we had both our Katie and Sam on, just talking about how the season was coming up.
2: Yeah, I mean they they've been doing well. I'm a nice little broom sweep. I wish I had like a. Sp- Grab the broom. Yeah, I wish I had a broom sound effect we could add in the show. Cause I mean we've had we've had quite a few little sweeps we could have put in, but yeah. um, nonetheless another sweep at home. Actually playing in. Wink this time and not in the volleyball arena. Um, don't know exactly why, but you know it was fun. To change it up, and, and they, they still change setting. Yeah, didn't it, affect
1: us. No, six zero. Not how at all. Be.
2: Not at all. I you mean, know how be. yeah, we came out firing over four, over point four hitting percentage, which in the first set, which is bonkers yeah. that's that's red hot um so i mean they, they they played they played fantastic i mean there was really no question whether we were going to um who, there was no question who was the better team um, we were by far we the better need. team you can see that in the standings you can see that in the records and we we really showed it um the second the second time around um they they started getting us a little bit scared on saturday but i mean I think it was a 25 to 20 first set. So then you're kind of like, uh, oh, are they feeling a little bit? But then we took care of business. That was 50 to 29 combined in the next two sets, yeah, and we we'll no move, moved to 10 and four, which now puts us at seed four in the Gleeck Conference tournament. That'll be starting on Friday. We'll be taking on the Northwood Timberwolves.
1: So is that Timberwolves? I thought it was just Wolves. I mean, it's no Timberwolves.
2: Less. I mean, they just call themselves Wolves because you don't want to yeah. you don't want to say it over and that's
1: over. That's the one over thing again. that they. That's the last team we lost to. So, but but I mean, we have Katie. A, yeah, but we're on a 15-0 streak right now. Right. Like Fifteen sets in a row. So so I'm not really too worried about it. Yeah. So honest? last
2: time we played Northwood, um, when we played, um, we played at Midland. We lost three to one. Um, Katie O'Connell was not present for that game, and then on the Saturday. Um, come back where we came to Big Rapids to play here at Englewood, and we ended up winning three zip. So we we've we've had the leverage of that matchup just because of the recency of we won the last game we played against yeah. them. I mean, we've really had some really really solid really solid cam- or campaigns this year as far as winning these big big games. I mean, obviously Michigan Tech would have been the one where. We would that would be the icing on the cake, and we had a little bit of a slip up in the f- first series of the year against Northern, um, but I mean Northern's also a really good team, and I mean you look at some of the you know, look at the teams we lost to. I mean we didn't drop just shameless games like the teams yeah. we lost to are top seeds. So yeah, um, and I mean Facts. that's the thing is really when it comes down to um, especially like when we're gonna get talking about um, the NCA tournament here soon with basketball. Yeah. It's not who's the better team that's going to win. It's who plays best on that day. So, really, GLIAC tournaments, they're wide open. I know we talk about mm-hmm. basketball for our, like, Ferris State was the best team in 2018 for men's basketball, and we lost the first round because Northern played better than us that day. It, yeah, uh, It didn't matter that we were up top to down better on paper they just played better that day and mm-hmm. when it comes down to the tournament um, obviously you're going to be considering things like yeah that we we played this this way in the second game and that worked and there's going to be adjustments being made and obviously yeah. you're going to look at that especially with film but there's still going to be that how are you going to play that day how are yeah. you going to respond to the tournament on um, environment especially now that it's going to be at a neutral site playing a Saginaw so it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm excited. I think that this team's ready. And, I mean, they've really they've really shown that they are up to the task and they can beat all these top teams. So, I'm really excited. I think that mm-hmm. our women's volleyball team is going to be in good shape.
1: Yeah, the one thing is, too, I mean, the one, the only, like, downside, I wouldn't say it's a downside by any means, but, like, we do have the reputation. We're going for, what, seven straight GLIAC tournament wins? Yeah. So, I think that's, like, the only, like, thing that will kind of be on the back of everyone's mind. But, like, I don't think it's like it's a big deal, but I just don't think it's like going to be that much of a factor, because like we're on a we're on a huge hot streak right now.
2: Yeah, um, that was that was Schefter by the way, giving me a yeah, Schefter, no, I'm quick, just kidding,
1: quick outlook email.
2: Oh no, yeah, uh, I I think that that's going to be obviously like there's always the the aspect of keeping a streak alive. It always has that that mental yeah. shift, and it always has that little bit of extra that extra it's just, emphasis.
1: It's just up to the like the player to figure out like is it gonna negatively affect me or positively because you could look at that two ways you look at the pessimist or the optimist you could say Mm -hmm. hey we're going for a seven straight let's make it eight or sorry we're going for a seven straight let's do it and let's use like this expectation to like use it to our advantage or you could be like man, we're going for seven straight. I hope we don't lose, like, first round because that will be really embarrassing and yeah. we'll lose the thing. And I don't think anybody on the team probably... If you're going into a tournament with that, you probably just shouldn't even show up because, like, that's just a terrible attitude to have. So I don't think that's, like, the the vibe of the team at all. But, like, that's, like that's basically like what's if it's in the back of your mind like is that what is that what's going to be your focus on the day
2: yeah i mean obviously like we're we're going to be talking about whatever happens after this whole conference tournament's over if the streaks alive if not or whatever mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta appreciate the dominance that we've had, and I mean, this season we've still been a dominant team. We've had a couple blips of obviously we've had some players out because of uh, of injury and other other things, and we have we've had to shift some lineups a lot. And I mean, we've still adjusted pretty well. I mean, we've adjusted a lot better than some other teams have and and would have been able to adjust. So yeah, I mean, I th- I think we're gonna be. I think I'm really excited. I think this team's really good. I know there's a lot of fans that have yeah. a lot of optimism sleeping on us as a four seed um, I mean hey right where
1: we want to be yeah. to be honest Keep That's, sleeping. That's four all seed is I'll the say. perfect spot people don't expect it but it happens but Brandon one very exciting thing that I'm happy to bring up is track was able to run and Brandon big dog for what is it 400, first time in 400 days got to race four, first time in over 400 days wow stepped foot on an oval and, and you ran did, fast and again. you stepped up and you tore up Okay. I mean, I mean,
2: you did that. That's a little bit high concerning the race circumstances, but I mean, am just
1: after it, 400 days, placing third. That's not how
2: Yeah, top three. I mean, yeah, top three is good. Don't brush that off like it's not that big a deal. <laughs> okay. It's too good. You seem more excited than I am. Not, not to I'm be not, honest. I'm not be I mean, excited for
1: my co-host. You know how it be.
2: <laughs> oh no, I appreciate that, Joe. No, um, track and field, um, first outdoor meet of the year. We went down to Western Kentucky in lovely Bowling Green. Um, the big show, yeah, big it was, show. yeah, definitely had a little bit different expectation. I think, uh, I think, um, our a lot of our teammates expected something, some, some a, little, a little bit different of format of how how the the meet went, and um, where I mean, the the facility they have is in a little bit of a different place, and I and I know that all my teammates know what I'm talking about. But it was definitely, it was definitely a fun trip. I mean, we got to spend multiple days down there, run multiple races. It was a really fun time. And um, I got my debut in the steeplechase, is what Hey-o. Joe was talking about, and it went pretty well. I expected a lot worse. You gotta dry um, your
1: shoes out at all? Like, do you jump yeah. over the thing?
2: Yeah, I have like the portable, like, um, like you can go buy like Cabela's or Eddie Bauer, where it's like one of those stands that has the the, the actual fans. like shoe dryer yeah stuff so What's i the yeah my my spikes were on that for a solid yeah. three hours i, I mean <laughs> the sp-
1: your spikes are probably like super light so i don't think it'll be too bad but no, like, no, it is it is it any difference when like you're running and like they get wet like does it do you kind of feel the effects of it near the end since like you because it's what like a 1500 meter race right it's three three thousand but double that.
2: yes i mean the, the water, everybody asks like about the water, and I mean, I didn't really have a problem with it. I'll knock on wood right now under the table just to make yeah. sure I don't jinx myself. But I, I think the the every like everybody asks about like running with your feet wet and everything. I really honestly didn't notice it. I mean, obviously, you're gonna your feet get pruny at the end, eh, not really. No, I think it's just like by the time you're out of it and you're already moving on to the next barrier, you've already forgotten about your feet being wet. Yeah, you're basically it's moving hard. on to the yeah, next yeah, thing, and it's. More.
1: Well, I know a cool thing, Brandon. Yes. My cousin actually went to the Olympic trials for a steeplechase. Really? Yeah.
2: I might have to get in contact with that yep. person. Derek I Scott. I would love
1: some advice. Derek Scott. Well done. Look him up.
2: Did he go to... Um, Cornerstone. I thought about that. Yeah, an I've, I've seen his name on the leaderboard there when I visited. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. it's my cousin. Wow.
1: That's crazy. That's my claim to fame. That's your oh, cool claim to fame. You got the steeple, you got the steeple
2: chase on. That, yeah. that's fun though. Uh, a lot of other great results though is Are to, too. I mean, we had lots. We had lots of success. Um, especially like with the first meet. I know like personally like talking to some of my teammates and stuff they they wanted a different outcome and i know like some guys didn't get exactly what they wanted
1: to yeah, and everything but that's tough though
2: throwing outside and running outside it was a lot different it, i noticed that like the air just seemed like it was a little yeah, like i was dry. gonna i was
1: gonna say that it, the the atmosphere in the air is probably a lot different for throwing because like yeah at least inside it, like it seems like it might go farther because like it's it's more of a controlled environment but yeah, outside, you had to deal with the wind and all that. Yeah,
2: it wasn't too much of the wind. I think the number one distraction was there's actually a, an active railroad track that had <laughs> a train going. Like, half-mile trains just hauling cargo and oil literally back and forth on the, on the tracks. And it was kind of funny. Like, every couple hours, there'd be a train go by, and everyone's like, Oh, there goes a the train. I'm um, alright <laughs> there, there it goes yeah. so then you'd just be hearing this loud yeah. just grinding noise of like it was just were wheel wheels on yeah. railroad ties it was just oh my gosh were well, there uh, fans it was, there
1: at all no? there
2: were fans there um, they, they let fans in for free uh, obviously they had to wear masks and yes. COVID and yeah. um um, had the COVID protocols I know my parents went went, and that was a really really cool thing to see them have the support and I know a lot of other of my teammates had their families there but I mean still absolutely great results um, um, Kate Hutchinson um, fellow women's steeplechaser she was the runner up in the event and my buddy Aaron Jerima took a solid dub in the steeple chase as well in yeah, the I'll 937s. Be. Go dogs. So yes, um, Kylie Hutchinson was 6th in the 5k 1824 followed by Sydney Kubiak in 7th. Claudia Wilkinson 6th in the 100 meter hurdles. Um, Allison Faulkner was 7th in the 400 meter hurdles as well. Our 4x14 team was pretty well. They did se- they got 7th. Um, and some of these are like higher up um like number as far as placing goes. There was a lot of people in the events. I mean outside of steeple chase because it's it's too crazy for everybody to do it so i mean there's going there there was a lot of teams there that had a lot of different varying squads they brought like i know there was western kentucky had most most of their team there um, especially with some of them being seniors at their last meet grand valley was there um austin p was there tennessee tech middle tennessee state um a lot of the a lot of other d1 and d2 smaller teams and I mean, it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good to see. But um, Jason Kena, runner-up in javelin. I, I mean, he was he was throwing some nukes out there I don't there know with how you jab, can throw so far. He was throwing some nukes. And I, I was surprised. Like, he threw, like, 50 meters, which that translated, I think, what, like
1: 100 and... That's, like, 150 feet. 150, 160 feet. Or, I mean, that's just, that's just bonkers. That's far. And that's the person so far. that
2: beat him threw over, like, 6 or 7 or 8 meters farther, which is absolutely that's like 180 feet. your arms so are like be jello 60 after to 65 that. yards can that's you imagine like jello. Throwing, throwing literally like a spear from the end zone to the other 35 yard line
1: what is it that's
2: Sorry, crazy on you
1: know, uh one thing about like just track in general cuz like i never did track growing up or anything or in high school but like i always just wonder like how Back in the old times, like, when track was first getting developed, like, how did they figure out, like, the events to do? Like, see how far you can throw a spear. <laughs> It's like take this and chuck it. Here you want to, or like t- here, take this weighted ball and P- just put the rock out. on your shoulder and just sling on your it shoulder. as far as you can. Take this frisbee and throw it. No,
2: there's a lot of history in track. Yeah, and I I've never actually like took the time down and like fully researched how all these events. I, guess I, know, I can look it up. I, I know like, like steeplechase is supposed to be like a, a, a as close of a variant to cross country in a track race as possible. That's yeah. why you have barriers and you have water and stuff. So, yeah. um, but there's a lot of other event like the hammer throw. Who can't like who came up with that yeah. really interesting that's idea. like the one
1: thing it's like I like I get like the things or like the events are like feats of strength and like feats of athleticism and stuff but it's like who developed like the like what was the committee to basically decide who was gonna or what events to do yeah and especially like how do they come up with like a track's gonna be 400 meters around
2: yeah. and all that I, stuff. There's a lot of There's a lot of history behind it. I need to look it up some more, but railing out the results, um, Trevor Rosnowski, T-Roz throws we had on the Ayo. show. He was sixth in shot put. Forrest Acres was 10th. Uh, t Rods also was eighth in the hammer throw. Ben Menapace, eighth in the 400-meter, 10th in the 200-meter. Uh, Donis Harris and um, <laughs> Andrew Worski in the 1500-meter showdown that almost happened. They actually got split up into two heats. That was the very, very well-anticipated matchup. Um, Donis ended up getting Eighth with a 404, and Andrew I believe had a uh, 411. So, yeah. um, and Nick Dennison as well with a eighth in the f- with in the 5K 1529, and our in our 4x4 yeah. also got fourth. Great, great results. It was a really fun me, and I was really personally like not running the first day and being able to watch a lot of the throwers and jumpers that I normally don't get to see, especially like in indoor or in uh, even cross country where yeah. you don't see them at all because yeah. it's only cross country, but really, really cool thing. And I was really excited to like talk to some of the other field event people and just really get to, really get to see how they compete and just being able to watch some of that in a new experience. It was fun. Yeah. Like watching people throw hammers, That that was that was crazy. Yeah. Like that's really such a Precise timing sport, yeah.
1: it's really tough. Yeah, because you can like hold on to it for like a split second, or like the the degree. Because you only have like what it's like a thirty degree uh like area. That yeah, you can I mean it if you to.
2: if you hold on probably for, I mean definitely once se- Well, definitely a second too long. You are chucking
1: it yeah. into the netting. It's a difference but, of like millimeters, basically.
2: Yeah, it's such a timing. It's such a precise level of movement. Any any miss timing yeah. can result in a bad yeah. throw and some I mean pe- I
1: can tell you I know about it I mean Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games that was the hardest one.
2: Oh yeah dude <laughs> that was throw the hardest that one that back Sega Wii Olympic Games oh my goodness that was that was a such a tough thing I, so hard I, it was always like speed skating too yeah. where you had to like get the perfect timing right hated it yeah anyway enough with our wee nostalgia video games um Softball in action got the split against Wayne State. Uh, I believe we had a 4-2 win and a 3-2 loss. That might be mm. that might be backwards. I'm trying to make sure I mean, let me here really quick. Yes, 4-2 win game 1, 3-2 loss game 2. Um, that was at um, here at Ferris against Wayne State. Um, happens. Yeah, I mean, we we talk about it a lot that especially soft, yeah. Softball is such softball and baseball really. Um obviously with us being um Having the baseball experience, we know yeah. pers- firsthand that this that a a ball bat glove field sport like baseball and softball can be very very streaky, yeah. and that's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. It's just I mean, you're going to see teams that are going to get you in game two, even though they get, you got them in game yeah. one, just
1: because just because it's so like evenly matched and stuff. Yeah, and like it basically there's like a, it just kind of depends on like like who's the pitcher that day or like if someone's having a bad day or whatever. And it's like it's a it's a difference of one pitch really because I mean a three two loss like one pitch you can get a double or a single to get it off or to you know get the get the train rolling or you could just hit a home run and like tie it up or something like that like it's it's really the difference of one pitch in those close games I mean really in any game but especially with those one one run games it's like like what what one thing could I have done differently that could have changed the game like, yeah.
2: I mean it's really a game of it, it, I I want to say it's a game of inches, but
1: obviously that's a football reference, but yeah. really like it's sp- like the same it's like the same it's I can for argue, lack of a better word it's a game of You inches.
2: can almost argue it's a game of centimeters because I mean squaring up a base or a softball it's tough. Like yeah. I like I mean baseball obviously you got a little bit bigger barrel and a, and a but a smaller target where it's vice versa with softball. But I mean like if you have a swing that is perfect, and then you have a swing that's a millimeter, yeah. two millimeters, up, down, the ball, the trajectory of the ball is completely changing. And that's what makes it such a unique sport. Like, literally, if you swing, theoretically, the exact same, go like one centimeter below, below the ball, that could be, yeah, a, be a, pop a fly out. out or a home run. Yeah. Or a pop out or a solid base hit. So, like, it's such a meticulous sport that it's just, it's just really, like, it's really fond of. I know, and that's why a lot of people, like, enjoy it so much. Is there's always something to get better at because, I mean, obviously you can make the Hall of Fame hitting the ball and getting on base three out of 10 times, which is pretty bonkers. Yeah,
1: you can be the best that ever played and only succeed 40, 30% of the time. Exactly. So,
2: but, um, win for Erin Gallagher or Gallagher with the win. She had seven, um, Two two runs and seven in seven innings, only allowing six hits, two strikeouts as well. Um, had a couple stolen bases, a couple doubles. Um, Justice Ruggles, Ali Maggiera, Amara Zukowski, and Abby Mitchell all had RBIs to lead Ferris in the game one win. Um, game two was um, a little bit different. Um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like totally different or anything, but I mean, it, it was just yeah. a, it just we had a hot, we had a
1: hot first inning. And then it's just kind of – Yeah, we, really we get rolled it
2: over pretty well. Like, we rolled the momentum into game two. Um, they they just ended up getting us later in the, later in the innings um, yeah. when it mattered. But, um, I mean, this team's still on a good trajectory. I mean, we've – I mean, now we know we we, we finally broke, the, broke the, the the losing streak we had going there. Yeah. So, that's always good. so But, I mean, yeah, would you like – of course you would like to have swept them. But yeah. it happens. I mean, I know there's been teams that we should have beaten, we haven't, and I. Spe- and that's in all sports, not just singling out softball. Every yeah. every team has that. You're supposed to. Sometimes you go into a game knowing you're supposed to beat this team, and then you don't, or vice versa. So that's what that's the beauty about sports. Anybody can beat anybody in any given mm-hmm. day. So, but um. Christy, um, Christy Gay had to come in um, to relieve Caitlin Nugent, who didn't have the greatest of afternoons. But you know what happens to all of us. I know I've had my my struggles on the mound before, and I can tell you that it's not a fun place to be when you're struggling. Because yeah,
1: this doesn't seem like anything's working either. Very, That's like the worst part about it.
2: Yeah, it's a very it's a very mentally yeah. no matter what you like, straining. Yeah.
1: No matter what you do, like you just can't get it in the zone, right? So, like you, you, you feel for them,
2: even on the best days when you got all your stuff working, you got you got yeah. a twelve six, and you got a twelve six from bottom to top of the zone. You got inside, outside fastball on corners. You can still get rocked, and that's yeah. that's the that's just the fun thing about baseball. Is there softball? Yeah. You can you and softball. Yeah, excuse me.
1: So I can yeah, talk. I'm, right? I'm sorry. We we should have a baseball team.
2: I know we have a I'm club s-
1: team, but I yeah. mean it. It would should be have, fun. have a baseball team. It'd be fun. Doesn't every other team like Gleak have a baseball team?
2: Not. Everybody I know like Grand Valley, Northwood, those guys all do.
1: Saginaw, Wayne State, Wisconsin Parkside. I'm pretty sure Ashland does. I think it's just Michigan Tech, Northern, and us that don't have them.
2: The Northern teams.
1: You know, yeah, we probably don't, we don't so probably want four. to shovel
2: off snow to play. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just probably made just need up. to travel the whole
1: time, so like, that's like the only thing. But yeah, I
2: don't know. It'd be fun. I mean, I know, like, they're, they, they definitely, they play, like, our club baseball team goes around and plays. I know yeah. that for a sure. Our club I baseball
1: know. team is pretty good last or Yeah, the I know a couple guys, guys that play on the team, played against them in high school, so,
2: uh, I mean,
1: they... they I have, tried out. I made the team. But you made I, the team? Yeah, I did. Oh. But I... it was. Well, one, it got canceled, and two, is like it's. I mean, it's clubs, so it's expensive.
2: Right, right, yeah, of course. I mean, we are in college, too. We're paying for a, yeah. um, academics, too, so I can understand right. that. But um, definitely um, great showings from softball. I mean, obviously, you'd want the two wins. I keep saying that over and over, but it, it is what it is. You can move on and get better. I mean, we got plenty of games to do that, plenty of season left. Pretty much got a month, I believe, until playoffs start. Um, so we're really going to be looking forward to how, how our Bulldogs softball team does mm-hmm. here coming up. I mean, I believe they have a couple home games soon, maybe. Uh, I think so. 14th, I believe. Yes, 14th against yeah. GV.
1: Oh. anchorbone baby. Oh,
2: I'm gitching already. Um, next game, will be on Wednesday. They'll travel over the pond to Wisconsin Parkside for a doubleheader on Wednesday, and then they will be at Purdue Northwest and at Davenport back-to-back. That is a rough turn of – like – oh yeah rough. at least they're at Davenport the second day and not like Ashland where they're traveling like back. yeah well I mean that wouldn't that wouldn't be terrible though well I mean
1: if they did if they did go to Ashland that's three out-of-state opponents like, right I mean they, they would
2: not they would not come home they would go straight across but yeah it, okay at least it's you know, okay it would be impossible but if it was Davenport was replaced by Northern like that'd be no. Yeah, they, you, def, they definitely got a, full, so, week. So a full week. That'd be so dumb.
1: But at least like if they go to, once they go to Davenport, they can just like come. It'll, it'll be a, a, it'll be a less of a a shorter ride. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. A shorter ride up until they get back to Ferris. If they go to Davenport, which will be good. But yeah. nonetheless.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, we got a lot of fair sports wrapping up here in the last <laughs> last month of the semester. Yes, yeah. we've made it. It's crazy time. I mean, with everything that's been going on, we're almost
1: to summer.
2: Just hold on a little I'll bit hold longer. A couple more weeks that's and we're really going to be in exam week and we're going to be riding off to the sunset of
1: summer. Mm. Yep. Last uh, sport that we got to cover today, Brandon. Women's sports, women's, uh, excuse me, women's soccer uh, played over the weekend. They had the two games. Davenport, Grand Valley did get postponed, which kind of sucks, but they got I moved I think to they the, were scared to play us. Yeah, happens. happens. Uh, anchor <laughs> down, you know how it be. Uh, but uh, Davenport got the win 3-0, got the job done. Davenport is one of the lower teams in the GLIAC, but like Pia said when we talked to her, like, they're just focusing on getting them done, they're focusing on Grand Valley. So, Speaking they,
2: of Pia... She got one in the net.
1: That's yeah. for sure.
2: That's did one what she th-
1: said she was gonna do. What She, she got one of the do. goals. She um, said she needed to score more.
2: Yep, and she did. And then Merlin McDermott had one of her own and of course Grace Verhaj playing lights out right now with a goal and an assist as well. Um Bree Rogers also had an assist and Nikki May did as well. So um Basically, back to back to the old times. That's basically kind of yeah. how this game went. Um, we didn't have as many shots; we had twelve on net, but we, I mean, three of them got past. So that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. That's pretty good. Um, Trin mist was seeming to be pretty bored back there. I mean, she only had <laughs> two shots on net; she had to save. So, but I mean, yeah, Devonport's not the strongest of teams, but we're we're rolling. Ferris yeah. State soccer is hot right now, and if you are a, a student on campus, you need something to go watch. Go watch them; they're playing some really good quality soccer. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things. I was not able to to go to the game because obviously we had to leave for Western Kentucky yeah. but I heard a lot of good things from the game so yeah I was planning on going the
1: cry part is I was planning on going to the Grand Valley State game but then it got postponed so
2: yeah I I would like to hear the reasoning yep. by Grand Valley Kingsley. Friday the
1: 23rd is when we play them last game of the regular season they'll but, say COVID with question yeah, marks yeah COVID with question mark. but it's just Grand Valley didn't want to play us because they're too scared but nonetheless this mm. week uh, closing out the week uh, for Friday and Sunday they're going to be uh, playing Northern Michigan or both at Northern Michigan and then at Michigan Tech So a lot of traveling for them over the weekend, but nonetheless, hopefully, they can get a few dubs to make the trip worth it.
2: Still, yeah, we're in a good spot right now. Um, it's gonna be fun. I think this is gonna be. I mean, both of these teams aren't necessarily like the top. Not, not looking at the ceiling, looking more, looking more
1: halfway across yeah. at the windows. So, um, but I, just like how they went to Davenport, they can't like overlook it as an easy game. Guys come in, do the business, get the job done. Exactly, collect so, the hardware, then get out.
2: Yeah. But now, when we come back, more on the national championship game and why me and Joe might be the next Nostradamus.
1: Back from a quick break, uh, but Brandon, as you know, uh, if you tuned, if people tuned into our uh, selection show for the March Madness bracket, a lot of people doubted, but we knew what we were talking about. Brandon, we correctly depicted the national championship but i have baylor <laughs> excuse me i have baylor going into the national championship against iowa and then i have Baylor all winning right. it all uh cause i just i don't oh, know i wow. don't know if i will be able to to top but i think it's gonna be close i
2: flat out want baylor to show the world how good they are the only reason that they had a bump in the road is because they had the covid uh hiatus for a couple days they're the, I think they're probably the second favorite for a reason. I mean, the number two team in the country. I think there's some other teams that you can put in there, but I think this could be a matchup that is just too tall of a task for Gonzaga to deal with on the defensive side. I think Jalen Suggs will have an absolute monster game, but I think the three-point shooting from Baylor and the aggressiveness on the inside and outside, offensively, defensively, would just be a little bit too much for Gonzaga, and I think Baylor will win the national championship those calls ladies and gentlemen were made on March 15th on our official bracket episode me and Joe both got the Baylor Bears winning the national championship which happened last night Baylor beating Gonzaga 86 to 70 and oh my goodness so let me tell you what as I sitting up on my recliner last night watching this basketball game and watching what was unfold,
1: in my mind, I was just like... I don't think anybody could predicted this. No. It was incredible. I, I will say this. I will say this. I didn't think... I knew Gonzaga was going to lose because I had Baylor as my national championship. But I didn't think it was going to be by this much. Because a 16-point deficit against when Baylor's able... I know Baylor had a super good defense, but I did not think they were going to be able to hold the number one offense in the country to a 16-point deficit at the end of the game. Which is crazy. Absolutely
2: insane. I mean... Just Especially the, in the
1: national championship game.
2: In the national championship game, on the biggest stage. Absolutely phenomenal. I I am just in in awe of what happened last night and just hearing what I said again. I wanted to hear Oh, it's such a good feeling. I mean sitting it's, sitting
1: it's such a good feeling to know that you're right. To, you know what I'm saying?
2: To, to perfectly predict exactly what you thought was going to happen, and I mean, this is our legitimate brackets. Like we knew, we like obviously, I had more brackets that I threw. Another, other friend, yeah. other friend bracket groups a big and one. stuff this was like a big that. One. This was the big one. I was all in on Baylor. I was very worried after the COVID protocols hiatus they had not coming back the way they did. This last night, Cemented what we saw it. was the Baylor basketball team that America believe was the best team in basketball. yeah And you got to finally see them shine one yeah. more time. And it was an absolutely beautiful feeling and just I mean, you brought it up, Joe, like the fact that you're right and I mean, it really never hit me um until like the end of the game once the buzzer sounded and I'm and I'm recapping the game in my head a little bit going into what I'm going to say here on this show. Like I'm replaying back to the torch articles that I that I wrote about my predictions that Baylor was going to be be the national championship going on this podcast, going all in on the Bears, winning it all, over powerhouses of teams at the time, Gonzaga, Houston, Illinois, Michigan, Bama, Iowa, all these teams. And I was in my heart I just had that... You knew, I just you knew the Baylor the Bears connection. were going to get the job done. I just knew Baylor was the team that I was going to support all the way. I'm not saying yeah. like I, I'm not no Shadama psychic Sean Spencer that I'm like, yeah, I know exactly who's going to... this Baylor's going to win it all. I already read in time. I went back four weeks, <laughs> came back. I'm, I already know. No, that's not what happened. I had the gut feeling that I had I love this yeah. Baylor team too much. Like I loved that team so much more than Gonzaga and Gonzaga is a great basketball yeah. team. They didn't play the the way they normally do last night. They yeah. weren't
1: the same team. They well the thing is like with uh Suggs like he t- popped off, but Timmy just kind of stayed like 12 points for Timmy is like a little bit low. Yeah, it is. Like a it bit seemed long. like they shut him out a lot. Like he was able to get like a couple key like rebounds and stuff. But like near the start, when they had that run, it just seemed like nothing Gonzaga was working. Like especially down low, and I think that's the one thing about that Baylor did really well was like they saw what UCLA did wrong, and they really like were able to kind of fix that. Because I think. Because I anyway, think when UCLA came in, they were like, all right, we need to shut down both, like Jalen uh, and uh, Jordan, or I forget his name, but I forget his first name, but I, either way, it's Timmy. Like, they, we need to shut them both down, but it's like they kind of had a little bit too much on their plate, but like Baylor just went in, shut down one player, and they're just like, it's kind of like what uh, Gonzaga, not Gonzaga, but uh, what UCLA did with Iowa. Or not mm-hmm. Iowa. Who, who beat Iowa? Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, yeah. I don't know who it was, but either way. But what they did with Luca Garza. They just let him score, but they shut down everybody else. That's kind of what happened here. It's mm-hmm. like they let Jalen Suggs do work, and it's like they, there's no way that only he can only he can beat us too. So like, yeah,
2: and the thing that really po- or like caught my eye in this game was Gonzaga's defense has not been their staple, but it was their staple. Yeah, it was in the only the thing. It was of this the, game. It was
1: the only thing working for them. No, which it is, really wasn't working. Oh, sorry. That was yeah, point. I was, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah,
2: sorry. yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what I know what you're saying. We're on the same level here. Gonzaga's defense was not great, and I I know Baylor was hitting their shots, and I know they're the best three point shooting team in basketball, and they showed yeah.
1: that. I get that. It just seemed like they were slow. They you know, were like slow. They were just biting at a lot of things. They were like they shouldn't have. There were too a many lot of jab open stab. baskets. Yeah. There
2: were way too many open baskets underneath for, for that Gonzaga gave up. Like they're too yeah. good of a team to be letting those things happen. They turned the ball over. They're being a little sloppy. But the biggest thing I think early out of this game, if you were to ask me exactly why. Baylor won this national championship they why they won that basketball game on Monday night. It's because of their aggressiveness yeah they went after Gonzaga no hesitation. they had the full confidence they could turn the ball over on Gonzaga and turn it into points and they did that yeah, that's facts. they did it on both ends and they got themselves in the position to be on the top point of traps on the top point in the paint. They had the ability, I mean Gonzaga outscored them in the paint, but in the glass, on the especially on the offensive glass, Baylor made Gonzaga look very very mm-hmm. w- very weak and out of position, especially with offensive rebounds. They had, I believe it was 16 offensive rebounds in that game. Gonzaga had 5. Baylor had 38 rebounds. Gonzaga had 22. Baylor I, pummeled. Yeah, they Gonzaga just,
1: on the glass. That's like if you can't really like get something going like in the rebound in the rebound department, like especially with offensive, it's you you kind of got to Not kiss the game goodbye, but it's like that's a lot of like free points that you're giving up, and it's like when you're already down in a deficit of that like caliber where they're almost by twenty. And then like you're just giving up easy offensive re- or easy rebounds that you should get, and then just giving them second chances for easy just little putbacks, like you're you're you only have yourself to blame there. And I mean Gonzaga, the one crazy part is I was kind of looking forward to seeing possibly an undefeated season, because like the last time we were able to see that possibly was with Kentucky, but when they lost to Wisconsin or whatever, right. and like it sucks, but like I don't know. When when I saw out, right out the gate, I was like, yeah, Gonzaga's not winning this game, because mm-hmm. like I don't. Th- I think they're going to get way too much in their heads. And then they did. They just didn't play very solid. They just started to... That type of play at the start kind of bled into the second half when they were just kind of, like, not really playing very good perimeter defense. They were biting on a lot of, uh, like, jab steps and little crossovers to make so that Baylor could have space to shoot the three because they were on fire. And it's just, like, when they would go on fast breaks and stuff, too, they just left a lot of guys open that, like, could get really easy shots. And, like, I don't know, that's... But that's just Gonzalez. Like, I just don't think they can really pull it, they've never really been able to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Ever since, what, what, was his, what was his name the last time they won the national championship? Adam something. Adam
2: Morrison. Was, Adam Morrison. That was the closest team that could have made it that far. I mean, they lost to UCLA, which was awesome, by the way, to see him, because he was actually on the call, in the booth, when that Jalen Suggs buzzer beater went down, which is still going to go down as one of the most legendary shots of March
1: Madness. Just yeah, because I think that's going to be safe. That, the Villanova buzzer beater, um, Christian Leitner? Yeah, Christian Leitner. Just like, yeah, that was like one of the crazy things. What was your reaction to that, by the way? Because like I was watching it by myself in my living room. My parents thought like I hurt myself because I was yelling. Do you want a great story? An honest story? Yeah. So
2: that that the that game started. I believe it was what was it like nine nine fifty or something? Yeah. We were I was on my way home. I I was going I was coming home for a family Easter. I was in Kentucky racing yeah. on Saturday and I we I went with my parents to drive straight home to get back for fam, like a family Easter. Yeah. And we drove through the night and by the point where the game started turning on I'm I'm almost I'm like dead. I'm so tired. I'm like falling asleep. I'm listening in and out and then I wake I like I I remember waking up and I literally like looked up on my phone. And I'm, and I was just like, what? I got text messages. Um, I got these notifications everywhere, and there's Snapchats, and I'm like, what's, what is going on? And then I, I open my phone, and I go look, and I'm like, what? I wonder what the game's at. And I look, and it's like 93 to 90. It's like, oh, oh, Gonzaga won. Okay, they won in overtime. Oh wow, UCLA really played well. They really got the offense going. Yeah. And then I looked into it, and I'm like, holy cow, what did I just miss? I missed one of the greatest
1: shots in the history because I fell asleep. Yeah, I was like... I was upset. I went and played basketball for, like, most of of the game, but I was able to catch, like, the last, like, five minutes and then overtime. But I was, like, fully expecting them to go into the second overtime. But nonetheless, like, that was just a crazy game for Jalen. Like, he had to feel, like, on top of the world at mm-hmm. that point. Jumped on top of the table, D-Wade style. Yeah. That was, I don't know, that's like, and I, especially that picture of like his teammates behind him and him just like alone, that was like, mm-hmm. dang, that's I crazy. I love the, uh, the,
2: when he said, he wanted his D-Wade moment when he jumped on the table after making that and then Dwayne Wade tweeted him back and said, I jumped on the table when you make that shot, brother. I did the yeah. same thing and I was that's, like, oh, it's, it's crazy. Cool. That's a cool interaction but no, nonetheless, so happy for this Baylor basketball
1: team. I think yeah. they've been, weren't they on the, on the cusp of getting, like. Not, uh, or they got cut or whatever. Like, wasn't their like team going to get cut like a couple years ago? Baylor has had some
2: sh- pretty much some struggles in the past as far as their athletic programs go. Yeah. Scott Drew, they he's he's done a pretty good job with this program to say the least. He's turned it around, he's gotten this team back from right pretty much with Baylor having all of the things going on within the basketball program, even without like going back to even. The football scandal if you remember that yeah that was just a really rough situation for Baylor and now to see them back on top kind of rise from the ashes story even though they're a dominant team it's not like a Cinderella 11 seed UCLA won the whole thing not like that but just being able to revitalize that program against a powerhouse like Gonzaga has been for how many years now just an incredible story and just the way that Baylor played it just seemed like they wanted it that much more They just had that extra step. And I know there was a comment made by Bill Rafferty, who was on the call in that game, when Baylor switched over to a zone, and he's like, my goodness, this team is playing zone defense like man-to-man. They're being that aggressive and on the snap of a finger in the perfect spot, and they want this game more.
1: They played, as I think, as perfectly as they could have played to win that game. Yeah,
2: I mean, there were some times they they... Baylor's yeah. Baylor loves to shoot the three because they're good at it. And there's times where they, yeah. they let they let a couple rip on on transition or on yeah. before they run sets or whatever. So and that,
1: yeah, that's like their downfall, but like at least like they just shut out <laughs> Gonzaga. Yeah. Speaking of just like I mean not speaking of, but like one thing about Gonzaga that like I was already skeptical of and just like people already know is like they don't play anybody good at the start of the year. I mean they were supposed to play Baylor, but it got cancelled. I think for them to actually see more success in the tournament than, like, usual, or, like, actually get to, like, win a national championship, they need to make it so that way they face, like, good competition in the regular season. Because, like, yeah, they face they face off, like, better, progressively better teams in the tournament, and they can win those games, but you can't get used to, like, a higher caliber of play, I feel like, just by the snap of a finger when it comes tournament time. You know what I'm saying? Mm Because, like... They never came close to losing a game really in the in the in the regular season, and they go and play a 16 seed at the start, so like a little bit better competition than they're normally than they're normally at. Then they go and play a uh, eight seed or whatever the next one is, so a little bit better, and it just kind of like keeps on continually getting better. But I think that's their downfall is like they have to just flip a switch. To really be able to like compete with those like good teams, I mean they're number one, so it's not like they're any slouch, and they've been able to, like kind of keep in. But like I think that's the downfall is when they get to those points of having to face off against the two seeds or the one seeds or the three seeds. Those teams who can actually give them a run for their money and actually have the talent to beat them, that's when they kind of fail about it because they don't have that that conditioning earlier in the year of playing those good teams.
2: Yeah, and I mean they've they've done they've they've put themselves in the spot where they have put. Games together yeah. that they were going, they were supposed to play yeah. Baylor earlier in the season when they yeah. were one and two. But I'm saying
1: like, I'm saying like more than that. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh no, I, I I get what you're saying. I agree with you. Like they they should play more high level competition. I they can't do anything about their conference.
1: Yeah, that that's get, the thing. But like you can still add out of conference games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: get get the conference stuff like, yeah, I they they can't they can change their conference, but then they're going to have to work with all the other... There, You can't really say like they need to have a tougher conference because that's harder to change. Non-conference, yeah. that's different. Now, you can play a lot of these other teams, which, I mean, Gonzaga has played some tougher teams. Like They played Kansas early in the year. They played West Virginia. Yeah. They played Iowa. And they played Virginia. They beat all those teams before their conference schedule started. But it, and think at the same time like Gonzaga's conference schedule it's too easy to the point where now you've kind of forgotten now about how to play these tougher teams
1: yeah it's th- it's more of like a shock i feel like
2: yeah and i don't i don't know how exactly they can move the conference if they can play non-conference c- games at the end of the year i don't know how their schedule is structured in the WCC i don't know how it's structured but the idea is i mean they've played they play good teams at the beginning of the year but until, mm-hmm. like, their their last game that they played against a ranked team was Virginia. Yeah.
1: And it's that more, game
2: was literally, like, back in January.
1: Yeah. It's way more it, impressive. No, it was
2: December. Of tw- it was yeah. the day after Christmas.
1: Yeah. It's way more impressive for Baylor to go, what is it, 28-2 in the Big 12? Yeah. Where they have to play Kansas, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. All those players who made or all those teams who made the tournament, compared to Gonzaga, who's won the, what did you say, WCC? West Coast Conference, yeah. Who didn't have anybody else make the tournament?
2: No. Sorry, BYU,
1: that's about it. BYU would have. Who got got knocked out by UCLA?
2: Yes. Yes. So, the thing is, like, Gonzaga wins. We're not talking about this. Like, we're, we're not talking about yeah. Gonzaga. Like, oh, they figured out the formula. Finally, they got it together. They got yeah. the team.
1: The best thing they haven't, though. That's, like, that's the reason that we're talking about. Is like, what do they have to change to be able to finally get to the – get to the promised land of the national championship right and that's a question winning the national championship
2: that's a question that we've been asking for a long time because Gonzaga's had teams that theoretically should win yeah, the national championship every year
1: teams like a couple of, uh, in 2018 when that Gonzaga team that beat Duke at the Hawaii Invitational or whatever that was a team that could have won the national championship mm-hmm. they didn't though they didn't it's, it's the Adam Morrison team could have won the national championship. They didn't, didn't, though. Why is that? Probably because they don't have a lot of people at the start of the season or don't have a solid regular season to get them conditioned for March Madness type play.
2: Yeah, I, I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they what they change next year and who stays and who goes. Because I mean, Suggs is a, could be a guaranteed lottery pick, but this this loss might hope sit stays. With, sit with him a little bit. And maybe he stays. On a side note, if the Pistons end up getting the number one pick and they select Jalen Suggs,
1: I will not be mad. Yeah, we'll not all. be mad about it.
2: I might even be more happy with Cade than Cade. Cade didn't impress me that much in the tournament. Not so really, to be honest. I, I like where Suggs is at. I love his athleticism, too. But um, another national championship that we will go over here at the end of this show. Um, Really kind of a shocker as far as who made it here. Was
1: not expecting this, to be honest. Yeah,
2: the fact that you say UConn losing before the national championship... Kind of just shocks the whole world because yeah. UConn should be there every year. Air, yeah,
1: Arizona but, and Stanford in the national championship. Yes, and I could get Stanford. Stanford was thirty-one and two, but Arizona, a twenty-one and six team, make making the national championship. That's
2: that was the I I could almost I think that's
1: just tournament play in a nutshell. You could
2: make an argument that that Arizona Wildcats girl, ladies basketball team was the hottest team in college basketball. Yes, is in its entirety. Than in this NCAA tournament, they yeah. were one of the teams that it was kind of like, yeah, they're kind of a hit or a miss. They've lost, they've lost to big teams like Stanford twice before yeah. then. So it was kind of like, oh, are they gonna be able to beat these two seeds, one seeds? They're gonna run through, run yeah. into later in the. And they took care of business. They yeah. were one of the best. They pretty much outran UConn. Now, there's other reasons they could win that won that game. I mean, they beat Texas A&M, pretty good defensive team. Yeah. Indiana, really good basketball team. SR on the women, women's, women's side. Men's side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, once, once, nah, they might get it together. I don't know. Regardless. Um, and then UConn, they beat by 10. Surprising. That was a, the biggest thing all year, was them beating UConn. Yeah. Because UConn was undisputed putting on top.
1: Now I'll yeah. admit, I had a women's bracket... UConn was running the whole thing. Then they only lost by one to Stanford in the final. Yeah, which is and obviously impressive. they
2: they had like the the whole situation with um coach, well coach Barnes having the um she, she was shown with um with um an expl- i guess an explicative image of herself expressing with um against at the opponents where uh, she had um she flipped the bird at some at somebody in one of the huddles mm. um that might have been directed that. at the other team um but this is the thing like everybody said she's that passionate she wants to win that badly with this yeah. group and i mean i you look at what she's done over the last 3 years she took a team that i believe that was like barely a f- Barely a average team, took them to I believe it was a high conference seating in the in the in the uh, conference tournament, made a run at the title, missed out, and now in the next year they're in the national championship game. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal, and I mean just the whole way that game was going, it looked like Stanford was gonna, it was, he was pretty much round three, and it was gonna be the last knockout punch of the boxing match. Yeah, uh, well, no, it'd be UFC that would have had three rounds but you get, you get my mm. analogy here. They
1: fought back. They were gritty. Yeah. They I'm, I'm telling you what. The one thing that I would have changed in this game is that last shot. Yeah. Because I don't know if that was the best decision at the time. Because I don't know. Did you watch the I game? I did,
2: yeah. The Ari McDonald three yeah. at the end. Because she
1: had the teammate wide open in the corner with two seconds left, which could was plenty of time to get a shot off and a pass. Mm-hmm. Especially wide open, like instead of like the turnaround three. Uh, granted, it was almost went in, it almost banked in. Granted, but
2: yeah, I just don't know if that it was would, the best. It
1: would have been so much more. But also, that's like tunnel vision in those think, situations. Yeah, so like, I can't, I can't like knock for it because I mean, I've never been at that situation where I'm down by one in a f- down by one fourth quarter of a national championship, and like I'm more focused on getting the basket, the ball in the basket, and it's like right, right, I right. get what you and like having those, you kind not I want to say it frees up, but like when you have three defenders on you, like you can start to like.
2: We we have no idea what it's like yeah. to have the ball in your hands with three seconds left in a national championship game. Yeah. So we get we get that. Obviously, they could have made things. I mean, frankly, it would have been better if she yeah. airballed. I mean, hindsight is, right underneath to yeah. put it back in and probably. I mean, get the win. is
1: twenty. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So like, you yeah. can say all you want, but like still, it's so, like,
2: yeah. The thing that was pretty crazy about this game was like Stanford dominated Arizona on the glass. Yeah. And they turned the ball over 21 times. It was just absolutely insane. Yeah. Like, Stanford had 21 turnovers to compared to Arizona's six. And then Stanford had 47 rebounds compared to Arizona's 29. Yeah. It was just one of those games where it's just like, yeah, we're going to have to adjust to this game the way this game's played. And Arizona did a great job doing that. Like, they, yeah. they adjusted it. They, they hung with it the they whole got time. Out, they got out in transition, and they they were able to, to yeah. make something happen. And I mean, they hit their free throws, especially when there was the foul starting to pile up for Stanford. But... Gotta it was definitely to. a
1: defensive game. I feel like too. Yeah,
2: it was. It was a very defensive game. I think it was really fun. I mean, it, it was a really good. I mean, I know Stephen A. gave props to the women's national championship, and that whole tournament was really phenomenal. I mean, we saw some some teams. I know locally, like Central, made it as a twelve seed. I believe they've they been
1: making it like consistently over the past like three
2: years. Yeah, I believe they they lost. I can't remember who it was in the first round, yeah. but I, I
1: forget her name. But like we have, like, they had uh, their point guard is like. Super good. I forget yeah, name, though. I, I I know who you're talking about, but um,
2: yeah, it was it was a fantastic tournament. You got to give credit to Stanford, Can Brink, um, Hallie Jones, who was the MVP, Anna Wilson. Those that team that team was phenomenal. They they really played a great basketball game, and you got to give them credit. And they 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 did a great job. And I mean, it's really going to be interesting. I know, like next year, um, Paige Backers said she's going to be back. She's not declaring. She's coming back. I'm she pretty wants- sure you
1: can't declare.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. You can't You have it, to can say you? you have
1: to stay four years for women's basketball. i Right, pretty, I'm, right. If I'm not mistaken. I
2: had something like that. But, yeah, she's going to be staying. Um, So, UConn's going to be a favorite immediately. I'm yeah. pretty sure they are. And she's
1: got her high school center coming back, or coming to UConn, too. So, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be scary. That team's going to – that team always looks scary. It's yeah. kind of hard to imagine somebody beating them. But, I mean,
2: yeah. Arizona. Well, I mean, they had I – mean, Arizona.
1: <laughs> yeah. Back when they had – what was it? Like, 110 games and one 110 100 streak? win streak <laughs> yeah. in a row. Yep. And then they lost to, I don't know if it was South Carolina or like Mississippi State or something. Mississippi State, yeah, in the final. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff.
2: Crazy. I mean, powerhouse in basketball. They're going to be around for a long time. It was funny. As long as Uh, Gino
1: R. is there, I think they're going to be very solid.
2: Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. But thank you guys so much for listening to the MBSP. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the MBSP for all the notifications on this podcast. Once again, thank you to Jordan for joining us on the show. And if there's an athlete, coach, local sports person that you want to have on the show, show, maybe it's you. We'll get it. Do you want to be on the show? Let us know. Give us a message on our social media. And don't forget to subscribe and follow whatever podcast platform you're on I'm not going to name any of them because we've named them a lot on this show. Spotify and Apple, those are the two you need to know. So until next time, take care, everybody.